Welcome to this edition of Bravehearts, where we hope to increase your awareness and understanding of what homelessness looks like and some of the many organizations working on solutions to improve the homeless crisis. We are your hosts, William Wallace and Betty Louise, and these are the Bravehearts. Today I have the pleasure and opportunity to sit down with Sean, who is going to share with us some of his journey. Welcome to the program, Sean. Thank you for having me. Well, my story uh, really starts three years ago. I had a very good life. Um, I had a good career in marketing and business development, a wonderful girlfriend, literally white picket fence and, and dog in the house and everything. And then things took a turn and I, I did not take those changes very well. And I found myself in a place where I still had um, a good career and, uh, and a pretty good life, but I suddenly found myself in a place where I had both the time and money, and uh, I used those to, to cope. Did a lot of coping for a, for a year, <laughs> which uh, did eventually wind me up in the hospital and uh, with, with some medical problems. That, unfortunately, took me out of the game for months, quite a few months, actually. No one really cares. Your client doesn't care. The bank doesn't care. Your landlord doesn't care if you're in the hospital. I very rapidly no longer had a job or money or any support system. And I found myself uh, in a very bad place. One of my friends uh, who was heavily associated with AA brought me to a recovery. And I was supposed to be here in recovery. Unfortunately, that process took so long to get me in the door, I was just homeless. Uh, After a suicide attempt that people did find me and really start, that's where my path to recovery really started. I met some people from the Spirit Center while I was in the CSU, and they, they got me talking, and they helped me find resources and they helped me you know, find my way to hospitality house. They found, helped me find a new way to look at how to frame my life, a new way to look at what I was still capable of. And it's, it's an ongoing journey. And what I really discovered is it wasn't an ongoing journey of just getting back on my feet, but it's an ongoing journey of life itself and how to simply be a better person and how to find meaning when everything that you've ever known and loved has either abandoned you or has just simply evaporated. How did that feel to discover that people cared and there was support out there despite the choices you had made in the past? It was, in a sense, perplexing. What I am used or what I was used to and even to this day, something I struggle with is my personal value is based on what I am capable of doing for others. Uh, that's just how I've always been. It's how uh, my self-esteem is formed is what I can do. And they showed me that there are other paths on how to view yourself. But at the same time, I turned that aspect of my personality for better use. I became a volunteer at Spirit Center, for instance, and I almost immediately started giving back, partially because I could. I found an opportunity to where I could do some good, and I did it. And along the way, 
I met a lot of people who opened me up to, to new things. I discovered that I was very good at what I was doing. I was good at running support groups. I was good at being a volunteer. I was good at being a peer supporter. Nowadays, literally people will walk up to me and stop or just sit down and start opening up. And I take that as an amazing compliment, but at the same time, I do it because I know how much they need that support from me. It's not a great deal that it actually takes from me. It just requires listening, helping people find the answers that are really within themselves, and seeing that despite our uh, terrible circumstances, all is not lost, and that the, uh, the light at the end of the tunnel isn't necessarily a freight train coming towards you. Thank you for joining us today. Our hope is this segment has opened your heart and mind. Be well and be kind. This project was made possible with support from California Humanities, a nonprofit partner of the National Endowment for the Humanities. Please visit calhum.org. Welcome to this edition of Brave Hearts, where we hope to increase your awareness and understanding of what homelessness looks like and some of the many organizations working on solutions to improve the homeless crisis. We are your hosts, William Wallace and Betty Louise, and these are the Brave Hearts. I'd like to welcome Sean to our program this evening. Sean, thank you very much for coming in. Thank you for having me. How does that feel when you get support and you build that back up and you have your self-confidence and your worth and your values back? Well, ultimately, the thing that I struggle, I mean, still with to this day is I, I just say I want to be a normal person with a normal life, and I'm striving to get back to that. I still have self-esteem issues that I struggle with. When, when people reach out to help me, something I have to fight off is the question of why they're doing it. I mean, I, I don't mean it as a why they're doing it as in a sinister way. I mean it why as in why. Why am I worth your help? I, right. I'm a little baffled. Sure. There's a stigma sometimes associated with being homeless on the streets or wherever your circumstances may be. And people have a tendency to judge and persecute. How did you feel when you were going through this period of homelessness or without having a place that you could call home? How did you feel that you might have been looked upon by the community in general? That's a very complicated answer. It is a wide spectrum. It is a wide spectrum that I think boils down to one idea that I learned very quickly. I mean, I've I've done plenty of volunteer and charity work in, in my past before I was homeless. And I thought I understood and I thought I got it. I did not. And the true understanding is exactly how easily it can happen to any literally anyone. Just the right circumstances, that's all it takes. And they're just, they are people exactly like you. And you don't get that really until you are seeped in the environment itself. The spectrum I've come across, 
that's that's the defining thing is you can kind of tell who understands that what someone once said to me is, do you know what the difference between someone in jail and you is? Absolutely nothing. They made a mistake. You haven't made one of those mistakes. They did. That's, But they're still, they're exactly like you. I, I think it's the same thing for homelessness. And you can kind of tell the difference when relating with people. You can tell if they can tell that difference or if they know that fact or if they don't. You get everything from just walking down the street, passing cars of teenagers will mock and videotape. You get open mockery. You get uh, for doing absolutely nothing, just going about your day. They don't know that you're walking to class. They don't know that you're that you're uh, a student. They don't know that you're walking to work. They don't know you have a job. You just look a certain way, and they react to it, and they see you as less than. They see you as subhuman. You're a different cast. While you were homeless, what do you think were some of your biggest challenges? Biggest challenge was finding work. That is by far the, the biggest challenge. It's um, what most people don't realize is you can lose your driver's license in a number of ways. If you have fines that you owe or something like that, they will uh, take away your driver's license. Without a car, without a license, uh, it becomes very difficult to get places. It becomes very difficult to, to find work. I guess another question I have for you is, when it came to the community, our community especially, how do you feel about the amount of support that you received? I'm very grateful for the support that I received. Um, I received uh, Specifically, I received help from Hospitality House, uh, the Spirit Peer Empowerment Center, Nevada County Behavioral Health, and between those three, they, they really have set me back on, uh, on the way to uh, getting back on my feet. What's your next step? My long-term goal is I am going back to school and I am working on a master's in social work. One reason why you do find a lot of passionate people doing this work is because the difference between this war and every other war is we know everyone who dies. And thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Our hope is this segment has opened your heart and mind. Be well and be kind. This project was made possible with support from California Humanities, a nonprofit partner of the National Endowment for the Humanities. Please visit calhum.org.